are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. In the Old Testament, I've seen, um, a, I don't know what to call it, like a, um, a pictorial um, illustration of the tabernacle and the sacrifice. Um, they actually built something like a tabernacle um, TBN Holy Land and they built this place and then they they use it like what you call like um, creative arts like drama and all that then they built that place so people come in to watch and then the priest actually goes to offer the sacrifice and then they show us where the smoke fills the place you will pray in tongues amen <laughs> alright but now Whatever they did in the tabernacle was a type of the real thing. So in the burnt incense and the smoke went up or it filled the Holy of Holies. It's a type of the real thing. So God is saying that a time is coming where they will not be doing the type. They will worship me in spirit and in the reality. Amen. Are you listening to me? They won't do a type of worship. They will do the real thing. Amen. So when you're worshiping here, what you're doing is the real thing. Amen. Did you get that? That's the real thing. The thing that the children of Israel were acting, you are actually doing it. Praise the Lord. That's what it means when the Bible says that the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. John 4.24 says, And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. In the previous verse, He said the hour cometh and now is. We're in that hour. Hallelujah. Our worship is the real thing. If people that didn't have the real thing were really interested in worshiping, how much more us? Amen. Are we together? So, the Bible says we are the circumcision that worship God in spirit. Praise God. Are you ready for this evening? You know, when it comes to spiritual growth and developing in the things of the spirit, it takes time. Everybody say it takes time. It doesn't take time to be saved. Salvation is instantaneous. It means a man can walk into this place with a gun. A man can walk into this place with murderous intentions. Evil. And in an instant. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, as scripture will say. He's turned from a murderer into his sins. Amen? But, the process of thinking like a saint 
and carrying out the responsibility of sainthood takes time. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture said, there are some Old Testament scriptures that are very important. It says, hear a little. He said, the word of the Lord will come unto them. Isaiah 28. Hear a little, dear a little. Line upon line. Amen. What I was trying to say is that it's, it will be layer upon layer. Hallelujah. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? From verse 8 to thereabouts. So he was talking about, he said, them that are weaned from the milk. So whom will he make to understand doctrine? He's saying it to be line upon line. Amen. So it takes time. I heard recently that a popular music artist got saved. Kanye West. How many of you heard that? And um, if you're one of those that say, is he really saved? Something is wrong with you. It shows a lot about the fact that you don't see people the way God sees them. Well, you say, what if tomorrow so-so happens? It doesn't matter. Amen. No, that doesn't matter. I'm not endorsing his salvation, but I want to use it to teach you something. We will rejoice even if he did not receive Jesus, but professed Jesus or spoke well of the kingdom. We will rejoice. You know why? Because Jesus even said about a man, when the man said something nice, you know what Jesus said to him? You are not far from the kingdom. Alright, then we say he's saved. He, it is a loss for him if he's not saved to be talking religion. Are you understanding me? So in the natural, he has nothing to gain. Are we together? Alright, but why I'm telling you the story or mentioning his case is that what matters now for a person like that with his zeal to serve the Lord and to do the things he wants to do is for him to allow the word of the Lord line upon line here a little, there a little for him to understand doctrine hallelujah are we together? very important and so everyone what people should do if he's not within your reach pray for him amen Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that artist, Kanye West. If he has claimed to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray that Christ be formed in him. Bring around him men and women that will help him grow in the things of the Spirit. I pray that his feet fail not. You will pray for him. Then those that are around him will teach him the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? That's the right attitude. See, stop practicing your salvation with the gift of suspicion. Are you sure? He's saved. 
that's not the gift of discerning of spirits. It's a gift of suspicion. You don't believe that person is saved. You don't believe that person is saved. You know, there was a time where I've had the privilege of being in different kind of church settings because my grandma on my maternal side was a deeper life member. Was committed. And um, she read a Bible to you in the Igbo language. And and she interprets it how she feels. Amen. <laughs> so, but so I've been in different settings, you know. And many years ago, many, many years ago, people used to think that if somebody was looking good, because most of the people that go to church didn't really look good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are we together? So if someone was looking good and walked into church, he likely is an agent. Amen. All the ugly people suspected the beautiful person. And that's why many of them couldn't be beautiful. Amen. <laughs> because what you don't like, you cannot have. Amen. Amen. Are we together? If a rich person came amongst them, they didn't believe he was really saved. Amen. They didn't believe he was really saved. That's the gift of suspicion. That's the gift of suspicion. Different from the gift of descending of spirits. I could walk in here and discern by the spirits that there are three persons here that walked into this meeting. And they didn't intend to come for this meeting. Someone literally dragged them, convinced them to come. And they came. And as they're sitting here, they're thinking they're not going to stay to the end. You know what I'm telling you? I'm actually telling you someone's thought. Amen. And I could go further to tell you where they're sitting. Are you understand what I'm saying? See, the sending of spirits is a walking of the Holy Ghost. To make you see things the way they really are. Not the way you think. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today I was thinking about continuing from where I stopped um, Thursday. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Matthew 6 verse 10. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I think we prayed on Monday, right? Hallelujah. It was such a powerful time. 
There are two things on my mind tonight. One is how the rod of his strength is released out of Zion. Because the scripture had said, the Lord shall send forth the rod of his strength out of Zion. That's Psalm 110 verse 2. So, but that happens through prayer. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Through prayer. It means that for any environment to experience the influence of Christ, the Lordship of Christ, somebody or some group of people would have to make it happen. How? Through prayer. Hallelujah. The influence of Christ doesn't just happen. There is no accidental influence of Christ upon someone. And so when we started reading Matthew 6.10, I told you that the 6th chapter of uh, Matthew, verse 10, is a definition of prayer. Let's read it together. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. It means that prayer is a means of establishing heaven's will upon the earth. It is a way of bringing the intentions of heaven to come to pass on the earth. It is God's will for all men to be saved. But some men are not planning to be saved. Amen. So our role is to come to that place where we say, Thy kingdom come to that man. Hallelujah. Then the Spirit of God begins to walk in him. Hallelujah. By convicting him and making him decide to be saved. What has happened is that prayer has brought the influence of Christ upon his soul. Amen. Listen, there are different places people are in. We have the unsaved. Let's all generalize all of them as unsaved. Whether he's wicked, unsaved, whether he's kind, unsaved, he's unsaved. He's in darkness. It takes prayer for the light of God to break through to his soul, for him to realize he needs salvation. Now, after the man gets saved, it also takes prayer, amen, to keep that man under the influence of Christ. There are many people that are saved that are not under the influence of Christ, amen. Why? They are under the influence of the world. Why will the Bible tell the Christian, love not the world, if it was not possible to love the world, amen? He's telling you, love not the world, because it is possible to love the world, Amen. Why will you love the world? Because there is a contrary influence in the world that constantly is trying to get your attention. 
The Bible talks about the prince of the power of the air that worketh now in, in the sons of disobedience. It means that the reason why people are disobedient to God's word, there is a principality in the air. There is a principality involved making sure that they don't walk in the light of God's word. That influence also comes upon believers that have not renewed their mind. Amen. So you can have a brother he has received Jesus as Lord and Savior. But he keeps making decisions that are not in line with God's will. He's saved. He's born again. He loves the Lord genuinely. But six out of ten times, or eight out of ten times, he will make decisions contrary to God's will. Why is that so? You know, see, let me say this to you. One of the things about intercession, alright, one of the roles of intercession is to help the world to run in the order that God intended are you understanding me? There's an order. If not, many lives and many things will be in this order. Some of us are not just beneficiaries of our own personal prayer life. No. Some of us are beneficiaries of intercess- intercessions of yesteryears that has made our work easier. Amen. Have you not read the scriptures? If the clouds be full of rain, what will happen? They will empty themselves upon the earth. It means that if rain is not falling in a particular place, it means that the clouds are not yet full. Amen. And if rain always falls in a particular place, it means that the clouds get full all the time. That's why Portacot always rains. Amen. Am I communicating? It doesn't rain as much maybe in Sokoto, maybe in uh, Adamawa. Are you understanding me? But it rains so much here. But we, we can say we're still in one country. Is that not so? But the experiences are different. Am I communicating? Now, listen to what I want to say to you because what I want to say to you is deep. See, some people think that, you know, so when people talk and they talk like, you know, uh, we're all Christians. We're all Christians. There's a difference between um, that we're all Christians doesn't mean we all have the same experience. Amen. We should, but we might not. Amen? Why? Because it's not the same influence that is upon all of us. It's the same blood that washed us. Amen? There are two factors there. Number one is the influence upon you. Number two is your, your thinking. Amen? So we cannot have the same experience. That's why you can have twins, born of the same mother, born on the same day. They've... They've eaten the same food, they've um, drank the same water, they, they live in the same house. But they don't always have the same experience. One can have malaria and the other one doesn't have. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? What, the, the experiences can differ, even if they're living in the same house. So you can be in the same church, listen, with another person and not have the same experience. Am I communicating? You know. There are two sides you can stand on on this issue of demonic things and deliverance and all that and all that. But there's a, there's a, a Bible place to stand. The, the, the right side of it is to say that everything that you see is a demon. 
Why is that fan not working? A demon is holding it. Okay, okay. Eh, eh, eh. Why is your trouser? Why did your trouser? Why is your trouser not sizing you? Is a demon is shrinking my clothes? Eh. Okay, okay. That's it. Everything is demonic. Are you understanding me? That means the person sees a demon in everything. Then there is another point where people think that everything is, is thinking, is wisdom. You understand that? You use your brain, calculates. You understand that there's no demon anywhere. Two of those suppositions are not accurate. They are not. The scripture tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Then it says, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Wicked spirits in the heavenlies. Then he said, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able. Meaning that without the armor of God, you will not be able. Amen. You will not be able. You cannot defeat these things by thinking. So, you can have a Christian. He's born again tongue talking. But he just discovers that he's not having the same experience the other brother is having. Amen. Now, nobody, people don't choose the experience per se. Say, this is the experience I want to have. That's the experience I want to have. But wherever you find yourself, amen, you must understand what is going on and know exactly what to do. Praise God. Am I communicating? Of all the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, let's even add Joseph, one died blind. Isaac. Amen. Isaac was blind. Amen. Remember now when they brought him, he was blind. Why? <laughs> Praise God. Why? Meanwhile, Moses. The Bible says his eyes were not dim. Neither that means God can make a man live to be 120 and see. Amen. But Isaac was blind. How old was he? May you not be blind like Isaac. Can you say Isaac was not blessed? He was blessed and blind. You can't say he was. You can't say he was in covenant with God. In the covenant, there is healing, but he was blind. He didn't have the experience that Moses had. Amen. But it's the same God he was serving. We had Elisha and Elijah. Elijah was caught up. Elisha died. Amen. Glory to God. Let me ask you, neighbor, what would be your experience? What will be your experience? What will be your experience? What will be your experience? So, what I'm saying, so let's come back to deliverance place and demons and devils. Them demons. Let's come back there. See. You can't see a human being and just naturally predict where they've been or where they're coming from. No, you can't. No, you can't. 
someone who just suddenly has cancer. Where did he pick it from? Amen. Someone just suddenly in a family went insane. Insane. Lost his mind. How? Why? Pastor Ben Heen shared a story years ago. And uh, Reverend Kenny Higgin, or Papa Higgin then, had shared something similar. But um, Pastor Benny's testimony was that he said when he, he lost his father, his biological father, the man had received Jesus from what he said before he passed on. You know? So uh, while they were at the uh, funeral ground, they were trying to lower the man the corpse you know into the ground as we were lowering the corpse into the ground he said he felt something holding his thigh and pulling it and choking him and what was being communicated was like he was also going to die are you understanding me see Satan uses avenues to impart negativity into your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Okay. So that experience he had, he had to spend time to resist it. Let me just share the one Ken Copeland said. He said, one day he was somewhere, he was already born again, already in ministry. Something just jumped into him. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? What if he didn't know what to do? Glory to God. What if he didn't know what to do? You will live with that circumstance. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Then you'll be, you'll be explaining. Oh, maybe, maybe. You will live with the circumstance. Hello. We don't all have the same experiences. I was talking to someone one time. I said, I know that one of the things that some of our parents did for us was that was to help us have a platform in the spirits to operate from. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So, there are certain struggles that we might not have. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why? Because the clouds were gathered for us. Amen? It doesn't mean we will not have our own challenges. We will have our challenges. But the clouds have been gathered for us. There are some of you seated here. You are the first generation of believers in your family. Hello? It means your grandpa, your grandma, nobody ever knew Jesus. Listen, you have to understand this thing. Amen? You have to understand it. If not, Satan will want to continue whatever he has been doing. Am I communicating? And there are many folks that have broken whatever followed anybody. They've broken it. Papa Hagen's father was an irresponsible man. He packed his things one day, left. Um, in short, they said it was a bad, bad um, decision that the mother made. You know, he just walked away and never came back. 
They were warning her, warning her, warning her. You understand? You know, that some people they will be warning them, they will not hear you still marry. Like that. Yeah, are they warning you? Amen. But <laughs> see marriage. Now, Hagen too would have grown up to be irresponsible. Are you understand what I'm saying? But he, he, he got born again at the age of about fifteen or sixteen. He got saved. Then he dug himself into God's word. In the Hagen family now, the ancestry begins with him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He has erased his father's. Are you understand what I'm saying? How? By these things I'm talking about. Amen. Am I communicating? That means that whatever was in his father's lineage did not affect him. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to make you start thinking in a negative way. I'm just, I just want you to understand how spiritual things work. Hello? Some years back, the Spirit of God drew my attention to what was going on in my father's life. To be more observant. I was like, why? That the devil can attempt, hallelujah, to bring things that were negative, amen, into your own life. Am I communicating? Yeah. Because Satan likes repeating things. The Bible says that the woman was bound for 18 years. The story in Luke. Whom Satan had bound. Satan on his own will never free her. Are you understanding me? He's not planning, he's not like, okay, after 18 years or 20. No, no, he's never planning to free her. So we have people that are listening to me. You see someone that, can I say this? You see someone that is born again, but has strong homosexual tendencies. Strong homosexual tendencies. He's born again. He's fighting it. Are you understanding me? He's fighting it. He can't explain, but he's just he's fighting it. But you know something? There is something beyond him that seems to be influencing him in that direction. Now, to make you know that it is demonic, let me explain how it happens. They say, oh, it's because he is living around neighbors that have homosexual tendencies. Then, they move him from that place. The intention was to take him far away from there. Then they say, let's take him to a Christian school. Are you understanding me? Then they look for a Christian school, look for a Christian school, then they find one. Then they go and drop him. The next week, another homosexual comes to that Christian school. Hello? And they put two of them in the same room. It's not ordinary. So that anywhere he goes, he attracts homosexuals. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a demonic thing. So that 
he will not have the ability to resist it. It's not, that one is not renewed mind though. No. You will stay in that place of prayer and turn the, turn, you will hold the sun. Amen. Shift the moon. Are you understand what I'm saying? You will stay in the place of prayer. That's the only way to handle it. If not, it will pass you and go to the next generation. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Same thing for health concerns. I know that as humans, sometimes we stress ourselves. Here and there, we get things happen, you know. You take painkillers, your medication. But it's different where there is an infirmity that comes to alter your life. Are you understand what I'm saying? It comes to alter your It has altered your father's life. If you check, the same thing now is coming to alter, alter your life. Because of it, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. If you don't know how to pray, the prayer of faith. Amen. Ever say the prayer of faith. Say again, the prayer of faith. You know what will happen? You will live that way, but it was never God's plan for you. Amen. We don't all have the same experiences. That's the point I'm making. There are some people that no matter the relationship they enter, something will go wrong. Say, I'm going to be careful this time. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be careful. I have six counselors now. The multitude of counselors, there is safety. You know, multitude of counselors, there is safety. So I have six counselors now. I have one counseling me on my attitude. I have one counseling me on the way I talk. I have another one counseling me on, you know, I have another one counseling me on all of them. You know, and I see them at least once every month. And they are all counseling you very well. They are great counselors. Sure. In all their counseling experiences, they have never failed. You are going to be the first failure in their counseling Are you listening to me? Why? There is something, amen, a demonic influence that will not let go. Are you listening to me? Oh, you're born again. Yes. The demon is not inside you. No. But it's trailing you everywhere. Amen. Trailing you. What do you think was Jacob was doing when the Bible said he wrestled with God? Something had to change. Amen. Something had to be altered. Meaning that as he came out from that place, it's not going to be this way again. Life now is going to be this way. Amen. The Bible didn't tell us that Jacob's father was a trickster. The Bible didn't tell us that. Hello? Did the Bible tell us that? At least they didn't also tell us that Abraham, his grandfather, was a trickster. So where did Jacob get it from? Amen. Are you listening to me? Where did Jacob get it from? That even at birth, he held his brother's leg. Are you understanding me? Where did he get it from? They said, this child, this child. Amen, this child. Amen. And they started observing him. And everything he does, he wants to outwit someone. Are you understanding me? He wants, to, he wants to swindle someone. That became the way he lived. Now, but for him to carry the inheritance, something had to change. Amen. Something had to change. Listen to me. The place of complete transformation is the place of prayer. Amen. 
Did you hear me? Is the place of prayer. That's the place of complete transformation. That's the, that is the, the place for metamorphosis. If not, you will keep doing behavior modification. Behavior modification is not the transformation that um, Romans 12 2 was talking about. Amen. It's not. It's not. It's not. There are some people that will never, ever, no matter how much you talk to them, they will never take courageous steps in life. Everything they see, they are afraid. Hello? Have you met people like that? Ah, uh-uh. ah. No, no. You, you can say, <laughs> okay, I will think about it. I will think about it. Five years later, they have not done it. I will think about it. Six years later, they have not done it. Four, they have not done it. Everybody around them is angry. And they, they are not happy that you are angry with them. Are you asking me? No, see, see, you don't, I want to do it. I want to, okay, 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 I will do it. I remember I saw a picture of a, a video of a man. His wife was trying to help him overcome his fear. So she took him up a cliff. You know those things they do for him to jump into a river. The cliff is quite high. Like a height like that, you know, for him to jump to overcome his fear. So, likely he had been boasting, he was going to do it this time. She had encouraged him. When they got to the cliff, you are taking off everything. All right. All right. The wife had jumped. Come, go around, come back up. You know? Then a small boy, maybe about nine or ten, came and said, it's easy, it's easy. Just like this, just like this. Woo! Jumped. Wow. He said, good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. Good, good. And maybe watch the, the clip like 15 minutes. Other people come and jump. Other people come and jump. The guy didn't jump. The wife was so disappointed. He is not happy that his wife is disappointed. Are you understanding me? But he cannot jump. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm talking about. He's not happy. He's sad. What, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Oh, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. I cannot jump this thing. I will jump you. Oh, no, I cannot jump. You know, there are some of you here. The reason why certain things cannot happen is because there is, it's, it's not just about your upbringing, no. What do you think the Bible was saying when he was talking to Timothy, when he said, God has not given us, he didn't say the thinking of fear, he said the spirit of fear. It's not mindset he was talking about. The spirit of fear. To make you understand, he was talking spirits. He now said, but of power, love, and of sound mind. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? That means that he was saying, allow the Holy Ghost dominate you. Not any other influence. Amen? Not any other influence. So, some people can never do business. So, they have funds. Then they say, eh, I'm looking for someone that I can... I have, I have one 10 millionaire. I don't know what to do. I'm looking for somebody that will do uh, um, business and give me this. They now look for somebody. It has happened the first time. They gave 5 million. Someone smoked the money. It didn't still occur to them that, ah, even if you use 1 million and start something. So I'm thinking of somebody to, you know, business and me and all that. It never happens that that courage rises up from within them to say, you can do it. Amen. Some people have grown old 
in fear. Amen. Without courage. They've grown old. They were 25 when they started planning to do something courageous. Now they're 62. They've still not done the courageous thing. Amen. You know why? There's an influence that keeps them on one spot. Do you know that pronouncement that was made over Reuben? Reuben in scripture. He said, Thou my firstborn, you will not excel. Are you understanding me? He said, You are unstable as water. Then he said, You will not excel. Meaning that no matter what you do, <laughs> you will never shine. Am I communicating? So how do people break out from those things? Amen. How do people break out from those things? Where now, the reason why you are excelling is not because uh, somebody has given you the right mindset. No, I'm not kicking mindset. Get me. Is that the Spirit of God has possessed you. And swallowed up and licked up your weaknesses. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He has swallowed up your weaknesses. You can't find discouragement in you. Are you listening to me? Even if you search, you won't see discouragement again. Even if you search, you won't see fear anymore. In the same way, you will sit down and think, what will make me do that thing? It's the same way you now be sitting down and say, what will make me not do it? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? <laughs> My wife and I, we were uh, at the kids when we traveled. We had this, I don't know what to call it, but you know these things they do. Um, uh, they had this, let me just describe it. They had this pole that was very high. Very high. And then they had like, um, a tw- I don't know what to call it, like, is it a twine now? You know? That came down, hanging from the pole. Now when I say very high, it's higher than a three or four story building. Are you understanding me? Very high. Then they had the twine hanging down with something like um, um, the saddle on a horse. You know? So, when we came, we saw a table and we saw some three young boys standing on it. Maybe ten, two. You are two or so. Ten and eight or thereabout. So they, they put the saddle on them and then locked it. Then they took out the table. Then they are hanging in the air. Then they put on the machine. It will swing you. You know? It will swing you. Woo. And carry you back. Woo. They said, ah. And I asked, I said, what will make me? Are you understanding me? That's, what, what, that's, I said, so, no. I said, what will make me enter that thing? My children were just looking. They said, eh, eh, you know, so recently we were talking about it again. I've, you know, the, the, that was sometime in July. This is November. Then I'll sit down and think about it. I say, I say, but well, why would I go ahead and think of it? What, that's, what, what will make me? Are you understand what I'm saying? What, that's, there's, there's no, what will make me enter that thing? I can take the pictures of those that are inside. Are you understanding me? <laughs> there is danger. And there is risk. This is dangerous risk. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I, are you understanding me? <laughs> are you understanding me? 
What are you talking about? It's not a human being that did that thing. Abba. Listen, I'm just using this to explain to you. In the same way that we sit down and think, what will make me do that thing? Are you understanding me? When the Spirit of God comes upon me, it's the same way it will be saying to me, what will make me not do it? Amen. Are you listening to me? What will make me not do it? There are many folks that the reason why they've never gone into the fullness of God's plan for their lives, walking in the fullness, as the Bible talks about, standing in a perfect way, is that these limitations, they are demonic. Some of them are demonic. They are not just mind limitations. They are demonic, spiritual limitations. There are some people that, no matter what responsibility they give them, they fail. And because they always fail, they will never be promoted. Are you understanding me? Are you getting what I'm saying? No matter what responsibility they give to them. Anytime they are given responsibility that will bring promotion, they just see that they fail. If they didn't wake up in the morning and plan that I'm going to fail. So you can look back and track and see that this height has been. Something has to change. Amen. Hey, listen to me. Something has to change. Everybody say something has to change. Say it again. Something has to change. Say again. Something has to change. Let me introduce some things I'll be teaching in a short time, um, in the weeks to come. Let's look at James chapter 5. Let's start from um, somewhere like 13. Alright? Thank you. He said, is any among you afflicted? Afflicted there is not sickness. Because if you read to verse 14, he now talked about sickness. So maybe we should just read it down. Is any among you afflicted? What did he say? Is any merry? What should he do? Verse 14. Is any sick? That means the sickness, merry, and affliction are different things. Amen. So let's go back to affliction. Is any afflicted? Afflicted there, the word means to be troubled. Amen. Are you understanding me? To be troubled. It means that something is not happening right. Then it says, let him pray. He didn't say he should complain. He should what? Pray. Meaning that afflictions are sorted out in the place of prayer. These afflictions could be, of course they could be bodily afflictions, but they could also be emotional afflictions. They could be spiritual afflictions. You just see someone suddenly is depressed. He has the best job. They just promoted him last year. And we were all rejoicing. Whoa, wonderful for the promotion. Then this year, they now um, effected the promotion. Because maybe when they promoted him, they just gave him the letter and, the, and so on and so forth. He started um, working from another office, but they must not started paying him the money. Then this year, they started paying him the money. That means that between last year and this year, he has had reasons to be happy. Are you understanding me? The promotion alone is joyful. This year, now they are assessing the money. So, it is expected, everybody expects that he should be happy. But even him cannot explain why he is not happy. It's an affliction. Amen. Amen. 
Everybody cannot explain why he is not happy. Uh, sorry, um, um, everybody around him is expecting him to be happy. Even himself, he cannot explain why he's not happy. There's just a heaviness upon him, so he can't explain. You understand that? I know what the devil does. He will give you a reason. You will think that, oh, eh, I know why this thing is happening to me. It's because I'm working too hard. No. No. It's because this, it's because that, it's because that. You'll be pointing at physical things, and Satan likes it when you are actually mistaken about what the problem really is. Amen. It gives him more time. Amen. It gives him more time. Lift your answer in the name of Jesus. Help me locate what exactly the affliction is or where it is coming from. Yeah. That's why some people will not go to somebody that is a seer. And they say, why am I having this? They say, hey, 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 hey. Mother in law are you understanding me? Hey, 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 hey. Either it's your mother or it's your mother-in-law. If you are here and you believe your mother or your mother-in-law is the cause of your problem, you are a problem. One way you know is that most of the time, God will help you. You will outlive that mother-in-law and you see that the problem did not go. To make you understand that Satan used that mother-in-law image to distract you from what the real problem was. So for five years, six years, eleven years, you believed it was your mother-in-law. Perfect setup. So you are fighting what is not the problem. That's what Paul called beating the air. Amen. You are beating the air. May God open your eyes. I say, may God open your eyes. I say, may God open your eyes. <laughs> um, Reverend Chris Clement shared a story years ago. <laughs> it was so funny. He said he, was a lo- he, he traveled, and then when he came back, nobody was at home in his house. So, as he entered the house, he perceived that something had gotten spoiled in the fridge, like fish or meat or something. So, oh no, 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 no. Nobody was around, so he decided to clean it by himself. So, he opened the fridge and took out what was spoiled, threw it away. Got um, things to clean it, washed the place, cleaned the fridge, you know, everything. Then he washed. But he said, after cleaning... The thing is still smelling. So he thought it was his hand. So he got uh, different liquid wash, mixed them, wash, 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 Then, the thing is still smelling. He went round, did a second round like that. It was still smelling. He was frustrated. Where's the problem? You know that kind of way, he'll be looking at the back of the fridge. I heard the man say that they stole his car. They stole his car. Permit me to digress a bit. They stole his car. And then he's a soldier. They stole his car. So when he came to the place where the car was, the car was not there. Just like you parked your car somewhere, they come back, they take the car. When he looked at it, they started checking the ground. <laughs> Confusion. As I said, he said checking the ground. <laughs> so you know, Chris was now trying to see where the smell was coming from. In the frustration, so as only for him to go to 
towards the mirror and saw that one of the a piece of the meat was on his nose. Likely when he was cleaning, one dropped here. Are you understanding me? So you will find the smell everywhere. It's your nose that is smelling. There are many people like that. But you know how you will know? It's in prayer. Because in prayer, there is soul searching. Are you understanding me? In prayer, you say that your, the Spirit of God begins to scan. You know, you allow the Holy Ghost to scan you. Even your desires are filtered in prayer. You want to marry two wives, go and pray about it. Amen. Go and pray about it. Some people don't know what prayer is. They think prayer is just, Father, in the name of Jesus, no prayer. How do I describe this to you? In prayer, I made a statement on Monday. And I said that prayer is your heart trading with God. Amen. Amen. It's an exchange between your heart and God's heart. So in that place of prayer, as you are voicing your desires, your desires are being filtered. Amen. There are times where we've come to the place of prayer and we say, Lord, um, I'm thinking of doing this. Then I start praying in the name of Jesus. I pray that you order my step. Then I start praying in tongues. I pray in tongues over a period of time. As I'm praying, the signals are getting in my heart. It's different from this way I started the prayer. Amen. Amen. Then I know that God is filtering my desires. Hallelujah. Amen. And cleaning them out. That means there are purgings that go on while we're praying. Am I communicating? I, know, I, don't, I, I guess some people don't know that kind of prayer I'm talking about. But let's read further. So, is any among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry, let him sing psalms. Keep going. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. This is the first place in scripture. Verse 15, where the prayer of faith was mentioned. Amen. It says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And that prayer they prayed over him. They gave us the name of the prayer. He said what? And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. The prayer of faith addresses every matter. All connected issues are addressed when the prayer of faith is prayed. Amen. Amen. All connected issues are addressed when the prayer of faith is prayed. You know, most of the time people think prayer of faith, they say prayer of faith is that um, when you pray, say, for example, you say, in the name of Jesus, I believe I'm healed. Then don't pray again. That's prayer of faith. No. The definition of prayer of faith, it came from James. James talked about prayer. If you read the second, third chapter of James, you will see. He talked about prayer. Alright? It was James that told us that the reason why some people pray and don't have their prayers is because the acts are missed. Amen. It was James that said so. 
So this prayer of faith, it will save the sick. It will save the sick. It means that the prayer of faith will save the situation. Amen. Amen. In this case, it was the sick. It will save the situation. Amen. And the Bible says, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. That means the root cause of the problem, amen, will be addressed. One of the proofs of eldership in the body of Christ is that you know how to pray the prayer of faith. You didn't hear me well. Who is an elder in the body of Christ? An elder is not someone that has white beards. Amen. Mm. There is elder. Now, let, let, you know what he said? Uh, go back to verse 14. Let me show you something. He didn't say the elders in the church. He said the elders of the church. It means different things. Hello? Two different things. He didn't say call all the old people in the church. No. The elders of the church. What he was implying that there are those that have been conferred with some kind of leadership over others. And they've demonstrated over time their understanding of the things of the Spirit. He said, there's call for those ones. Amen. And one of the ways that someone can be identified as an elder is that he knows how to pray the prayer of faith. Amen. Amen. That he knows how to pray the prayer of faith. What is that prayer of faith? They now took us to Elijah to explain. Say, Elijah, show them what the prayer of faith is. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Say, Elijah, show them what the prayer of faith is. I'm going to do a series on the prayer of faith. All right? And it will shift your prayer life forever. Glory to God. It will shift your prayer life forever. Are we together? I'll do a series on I'm just mentioning it to you. Listen, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because there are some of you here that there are trends that have been in your life. I'm saying that you can break those trends. Amen? Amen. Don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. Don't act like it's, it's okay. It's not okay. It's going to get worse. Anything Satan is doing in your life, that's not the end. Amen? That's not the end. Where he is, is not where he intends to end. The Bible says that he that let it let, it talks about what is hindering him from coming. It's talking about the church. You see, Satan is constantly, constantly working against the purpose of God for your life. Whether you know about it or not. Amen. Sometimes, while you are praying, it's not because you are praying for a job or you are praying for money. You are praying to arrange your destiny. <laughs> Permit me to say this. Some destinies are rumpled. They need to be ironed. Amen. 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 They need to be ironed. You straighten out certain things. In the and those prayers could happen in such a way that as I'm talking about it now, the prayer will start. Tomorrow, 
Maybe in the afternoon, you spend one hour praying. Later in the day, you spend another one hour praying. On Saturday, you do two hours. On Sunday, you will do another two hours after church. There is a cycle that the Holy Ghost will lead you through that you must complete for that matter to be settled. Amen. Listen to me. Some of you, the challenge you have is that you've never actually settled those issues in prayer. You have touched it, but you've not, you've not settled it. Are you with me? I tell that story of the experience I had where I broke into the power of God. I've been praying before that time. I've seen things happen. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people receive the Holy Ghost. But, you see, there's a prayer cycle that had to be complete. Before that time, I've, spent, I've done all nights. I've prayed from night until the morning came out. Are you understanding me? I saw the day from night into morning. Are you understanding me? Prayed. Nothing happened that day. Glory to God. Nothing happened. And I'm not praying inside the house. I'm praying outside. Then there are times we we'll just go and pray and I'm alone. Nothing happened. But you see, as the prayer was accumulating, it was getting to a boiling point. Everybody say boiling point. Yes. Where the steam will be released against the circumstance. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. And sometimes believers stop before that time. Some of you are praying for God to agree with what is in your heart. No. You are praying for that thing God wants for your heart to agree with it. Amen. Not just your heart, but for your environment to agree with it. Prayer is not a place where you are convincing God to do your bidding. No. 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 Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh. Oh. I want to relocate to Lagos. Lord. Oh. Take me to Lagos. Take me to Lagos. Take me to Lagos. Take me to Lagos. Can you just keep quiet and hear him? Amen. 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 Can you stay in that place of prayer until your personal desire for Lagos will dissolve? Amen. And his own desire for you will rise. Are you listening to me? Will you, will you just allow him? Amen. Glory to God. See, sometimes the hardiness of the heart of some believers have not allowed them to hear the voice of God. I am a pastor. I counsel people all the time. It's sad to know that we live in a time where many people don't know the voice of God. Amen. No, they don't. They don't. They interpret circumstance as the will of God. When a brother came to me and said he wants to get married, I said, okay, no problem. No problem. Then, he, he tells me, the, the Lord is leading him to this sister. So, are you sure? He says, yes. After some weeks, he comes back and says, the Lord is now leading me to an, point to another sister. The sister is here. <laughs> in that point to another sister. The Lord is leading me to this other sister. I say, please, um, this thing you are teaching me is a new theology. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I say, what is a new theology? Amen. I don't understand. Which one of the leaders have to be wrong? Amen. Is it the first one or the second one? I say, and I sat him down. 
I said, there's a difference between God's leading and what you want to do. I said, if you say, I like this sister, there's nothing wrong in liking somebody. Amen. Are you understanding me? I like this sister. I like this sister. It's even from God is leading me. My feeling is leading me because I like this sister. Amen. Somebody talked to me recently. He said, Pastor, I don't know if God is leading me. I don't know. I cannot say a voice is leading me. But I'm convinced that this is direction. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay, that's better. Glory to God. Are you with me? I've learned how not to say God is leading me when I'm not sure He's leading me. Amen. 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 And how to follow when the Spirit of God is leading you. Oh, we don't know. Um, someone asked me a question. Said, um, what's the Lord saying about this? <laughs> Somewhere he said, what's the Lord saying about this? I said, I don't know. He said, eh? <laughs> I said, I don't know. He said, ah, you don't know. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I will not know what he told me. Is that not? If they didn't tell me, will I know? I don't know. And sometimes as men of God who ask those questions, why did this happen? Why did, that, why did that happen? There are some cases where we know we are not instructed to say. Then there are cases where we don't know. <laughs> Amen. I don't know. A sister some years ago, she had a miraculous healing in church. Miraculous healing. And then one day I just discovered that she was, she was no more in church. I said, trying to look for her. I sent people to her. Da, 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 da. I, short, I never saw her again. Up to today I've not seen her. I never saw her again. This was many years ago. So I was bothered. You know. So, um... I prayed about it. I said, Lord, I don't know why this lady is missing. No, I didn't hear any voice. The Spirit of God didn't speak to me. I didn't see any picture. I didn't hear, have any intuition or any witness in my heart about the sister when I prayed. Then I asked people questions. Um, hey, you, you used to know where she was staying. Where is the sister? Uh, Pastor, I don't know. Nobody even saw her on the road. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I left it. One day, I was not praying for the sister. The Holy Ghost walked to me and said, the reason why the sister left, and he told me the reason, I can't even say it. He said, this is the reason the sister left. There's flesh and blood will not have revealed it to anybody. And then he said, do this and do that and do that. Someone's name was mentioned. I never announced it to the church. I've said this in several times. I've never mentioned names, even to my wife. I never announced it to the church. That is knowing, amen, the Lord revealed to me. There's no way I would have known that. Am I communicating? So, if you don't know, you don't know. And I, I could speculate. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's that. I, 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 I don't know. I stand against any influence that limits the will of God in your life. 
I stand against any influence that limits the will of God in your life. I break any negative influence that limits the, the will of God in your life. Every spirit, every deceiving spirit, influencing any destiny here, right now I take authority. Loose in the name of Jesus. I break your hold today in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. What does he mean by seducing spirits? Deceiving spirits. Deceiving spirits that come to influence believers and make them walk the wrong path. You are in church, but you have one person that sees things for you. Sometimes you give him chicken. Sometimes you give him cucumber. Amen. Then he looks at cucumber, turn it, turn it, turn it. Say, ah, it's from village. But you are in church. You have exposed yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you check, your mother was doing the same thing. Amen. Now the thing has come to you. Glory to God. You are doing the same thing. A church wanted to buy a property. Massive property. They've done everything. They were buying the property. A company was there, just like maybe the next property here now. They want to expand. So they talked to them. Everybody had agreed. But they needed um, all, the, all the people on the board, all the big people on the board to agree, like a unanimous uh, uh, decision for them to make so that it will, be, it will sail through. One guy say over his dead body. That church will not have that property. They've done everything. They've gone to talk to him. Happy to hear if he said no. So the pastor started trying to say, where, where does that guy even come from? Does anybody know his family member so we could talk to him through his family member? They were praying until somebody from his village. I said, I know him now. Ah, I know him. The guy is a nice guy. A very nice guy. Oh, but you know that the Methodist church in our village is his father that fought the church from coming until he died. Then the church was planted. That same spirit has come upon him to destroy him. Maybe he didn't even know that story. Are you understand what I'm saying? He didn't even know the story. But that influence is upon him. He goes to a church. It's not... A, it's not uh, an atheist or uh, a Muslim. No, 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 no. He's a believer. He's, he's a church person. No! Oh, my nobody! Someone said to me, he said, I'm a man. I've made my decision. I've made my decision. I said, you will die. You. Amen. I said, you will die for nothing. I told him, I said, I said, you will die for nothing. If you are not humble enough to yield to the leading of the spirits, then everything that God's word is saying to you doesn't mean any other thing. Yeah. Hello? So, in prayer, you break those influences, those negative influences, demonic influences, that want to bring upon you what the word of God did not say. 
Do you know there are some, let me end on this note. Do you know there are some folks that never, they went to school but they didn't graduate. I mean, it's not like that. You know? Everybody around them feels, hey, <laughs> uh, I was in Unicar now in uh, 2000. Uh, this, I was in Unicar. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're, we're Malabites, you know. You know, you know uh, I was in Unicar. Then, then I, I, I know, then I, I moved on to this. But when you check, all the schools he went to, he didn't finish. Amen. Listen, and it's not just him. It has happened to someone before. Are you understanding me? It has happened to someone before. And then he keeps living life like that. People assume that all is well. Am I communicating? What about a wandering spirit? You know what we call a wandering spirit? It works in different ways. You see a young man just wake up and say that he's going to go to America. Amen? He had a good job. Then the thought comes to him that if you really want to go to America, you have to, it will be good you are in Lagos so that, you know, you can process all your things fast. So he has a job here that pays him, let's assume, 120000 or 250000 every month. Then he resigns the job and relocates to Lagos. Hopeful, amen, that in the next three months he would have left. He sells his car. Are you understanding me? Amen. He sells his car and gets to Lagos and starts the process. He started so hopeful, then everything suddenly crashes. Then he's worse than how he was when he was in Portacourt. Then after six months, he returns to Portacourt to start life again. Three years later, I said something happened to me three years ago. Kai, I nearly died. Though. Kai, I nearly died. I nearly died. I nearly died. Then suddenly, his friend from America again calls him and said, I've seen a way you can travel. Now I'll send you some documents. He starts again. Are you understanding me? This time he relocated to Abuja. The cycle continues. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Is a satanic strategy to keep him from ever accumulating wealth and growing. Are you understanding me? So anytime he progresses to a point, that thing will happen again. Some of you know what I'm talking about. We will stand up, you will pray for two minutes. But you will pray passionately. Amen. There is a delivering unction in this meeting tonight. Amen. Amen. Did you hear what I said? I said, that some of you will live here, you will find out that you are lighter. Because that thing is a demonic spirit. What about those that they have touched money in this life? Everybody say money. <laughs> you know when we say money, we are not talking about millionaire. They have touched money. They have touched money in this life. But if you look at them now, they look like people that don't even know how to spend money. Why? Anytime they touch money, that spirit will come. Amen? 
it will be like a grace for mumuness will come upon them. Are you understanding me? I call it a grace for mumuness. They start doing stupid things. Anytime they don't have money again, they get sense. Amen. Once they get money, mumu switched on. Boom. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Amen. It's a spirit. Amen. It's a demonic spirit that is against progress. A pastor was meeting in the sitting room of his house. I'm trying to remember the year now. This was before the year 2000. So, 98 or 97. The guy had prospects. I knew him. He was older than I was. I knew him. He was an emerging minister. So, he was holding church in his living room. Someone came to the place and was so blessed and gave him two million. Two million in 1998 or 97 is not beans. The moment the money entered his hand, the thought that came to him is speaker. To buy speaker. Speaker. <laughs> speaker. He went and bought one, imported one kind of speaker and kept it inside the sitting room of the house. When they play, like the house will be shaking. The people that were coming, the noise is too much. <laughs> you have problem with landlord. Landlord says you should pack out because they are making noise in the compound. Members are going. The ministry literally crashed. As I speak, I don't know what part of the world is in. Amen. I listen to what I'm saying. There are some ladies, anytime they meet the person that will marry them, that mumu spirit comes upon them. I don't take nonsense. I don't take nonsense. Once they've introduced them to family, that spirit will come. Set them back again. From almost engaged to totally disengaged. Amen. Amen. I've interpreted it in everybody's language. When you stand up today to pray, you know what is your own concern. As you are praying, a word will rise in your heart. You will speak it out. Are you understanding me? But today, you are saying that any influence that is not that lordship of Christ, that has caused you in one way or the other, you know, it's, you know, you, it's like you are making progress, then boom, you start again. It's like you are making progress, then boom, you start again. Always happening. It has happened several times. You will, it will, some of it is your health. Today. Ever say today. Ever say today. Ever say today. One of the ways you know that the demon is working is that something is pinching you now to go now, to go, go before the prayer. <laughs> to, to go before the prayer. You want you go, won't you go, won't you go.
Rise on your feet. This is a fervent prayer. This is a heartfelt prayer. But more importantly, it's a breakout prayer. It might be short, but it should be intense. Some of you from here, the Spirit of God will carry you and give you some elder days or weeks to spend time in prayer until prayer cycles are complete for different issues in your life. But open your mouth and talk to God. Amen. Open your mouth and talk to God. Open your mouth and talk to God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of around the world by the power of the Lord.